history is said to repeat itself. That may be true, but we at Birds of a Feather believe it also strikes back. Today, with us, as its humble, obsequious mouthpieces, it will strike you in the fields with its events and music. Mm -hmm. And before we launch into the year, let me say two things. One, uh, I will be using, again, the Gregorian calendar. Mm. I mean, I think Gregory really nailed it with this one, totally. G-man. And, you know, I'd like to recognize that, Greg. I don't think Greg gets enough credit. He doesn't. And uh, we are set to begin the show, are we not? Because I did turn the light up because I was superstitious, right? <laughs> you fucking did. <laughs> Whatever in the fuck that isn't means. Everything, isn't everything more tranquil now? Uh, you know, you are. I feel more at peace about it. Now. <laughs> I felt now, fine that, before. And they're like, okay, that's one of those fourth wall breaking in jokes and everything. Indeed. And we don't explain it. You know what? You should thank us for that. That's good. That's true. We're, we're that sparing you. be a yeah. whole show of just explanations. The, the, the in joke is bad enough. Yeah, it's you true. Can, you can let your imagination. You'll probably come up with something a hell of a lot funnier than it was. Potentially. <laughs> Although it was pretty hilarious at it the time. It was funny yeah. at the time. All right. So, uh, and the year. I didn't even announce the year. The year. Uh, now, uh, unfortunately, I have some bad news for you. Because we're friends, I'll tell it to you straight. Mm. I'm going to sugarcoat it. I no doubt you believe that I have covered every one of the 1970s two or three times. Of course. Believe it or not, we're going back to the 70s because we never did 1973. How the fuck How did that happen? How did we miss it? And you can imagine the veritable treasure trove... Of awesome memories. Absolutely. Even if you're a young thing and tender, if you're a ute, you probably know a lot of what you're going to hear. Oh, if I not, wonder. only from cheesy remakes, but uh. Um, uh, also covers and all the retro stuff that you guys are into these days. God bless you. <laughs> all right. So, always before the music, uh, we get to what was going on in general in the world. Mm. Now, things were so different. 1973, what are you talking about? 49 years ago, right? Wow. 49 years ago. I was 12. I was there. Mm. I was a ute. And... Uh, so what was it like? Uh, a little hard to imagine a lot of things, as we will see. In January, okay, uh, the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War ends oh. with the signing of the Paris Peace Accords. That's a big, big, big thing. Huge thing. Richard Nixon sworn in for a second term as President of the United States hmm. for a limited engagement. Yes. That wasn't, uh, didn't ride it to the, ride off the rails or anything. <laughs> now, this is an interesting bit of trivia I did not recognize or realize. Uh, Nixon is the only person ever to have been sworn in as president twice and vice president twice. Oh, shit. You know, uh, Didn't four think terms. About that. No, I never thought about that. We've had two-time VPs get elected once, like Bush. You know, wow. But yes. yeah, we didn't. We don't get them. Also, Damn, uh, they don't teach that in school. What the fuck? And what we do hear a lot about <laughs> is it was the age of Watergate and oh, yes. the uh, subsequent affixing or affixation. What the hell's the word? There? Affixation. Attachment of the imaginary suffix "gate" to any and every scandal. That's now correct. it's a gate. You That's know? right. Uh, Bird's Gate, Beefgate. Uh, we've got Beefgate. Gate, we've got Christina Gate, we've yeah. got David Gate, we've got Suitgate. Ex that's exactly what the can narrative says. It mm -hmm. says, even in the gross imbalance of the workload here at Birds of a Feather. Mm. I mean, it isn't announced or identified as such, but we have Feature Gate. Oh, yes. Every episode, when every I'm episode. called upon to do anything that's at true. all, but uh, Tourette'sing my way from one disjointed ejaculation to another. <laughs> That's the gig, okay? I told her that from day one, you know? And it's like, features? What's this shit? Hey, it's the shit I came up with. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it fucking works. <laughs> we do what we can. We'll try to spin, spin straw into gold, you know? Which Every is, week. That's what, what Charlie Sheen used to say about the scripts at uh, three and a half, two and a half men. So it's like, you know. You better be careful there, buddy. We're winning here, you know? <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> Let me have a little sip of Tiger's blood and let's do this thing. Okay. 
Vice President Spiro Agnew, remember him, resigned, Mm -hmm. being replaced by Gerald Ford, who would go on, of course, to become president when Nixon also resigned, Mm. becoming president of the United States, having been voted for by absolutely no one. Nobody. Nobody voted for him, and you get to be president. Love it. Ta-da. And uh, triggering a long line of SNL skits with Chevy Chase, you know. Indeed. Indeed. Even though he bears no resemblance whatsoever, that wasn't the joke. Doesn't matter. All right. Nixon also began, uh, (laughs) what are those things called? Oh, it's what we're doing, like talks, probably similar to what we're doing here, (laughs) with Soviet Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev, remember? Ah, yes. Greatest monobrow ever. Uh, Kind of a new thing, really, and the beginning of the eventual end of the Soviet Union. You call it mono, I call it uni. Interesting. Uni, yes, mono. Yeah, it's it's a song by Sinister Chuckles, a group we used to play on Butterflies. Hmm. Uh, uh, The guy did it, did an album with Lewis. Monobrow, they have a song, so that's why I say, I say you Uni know. is good. Uni is what I say. They all mean one. There's more than one say. More than one way to say one. Well, there is, but unibrow. And Brezhnev. Well, you wouldn't say unirail. You'd say monorail. I'm just saying. That's true. Monobrow. That's what I said. Monobrow. <laughs> and Mr. Monobrow addresses uh, begin, uh, the American people on television, the first Soviet leader to do so. This was like a big mm. thing back then. It oh, really yeah. was. He might have had a supervillain monobrow, but he did start the ball rolling. So, you know, I mean, later we'd we'd get, uh, I mean, eventually we'd evolve into our uh, who's it, Mikhail Gorbachev's yes. and people like that. You know, with and the birthmark, there they had something. Friendly Mike, he called Mike. He called himself. The Sydney Opera House, beautiful place. Oh wow! Opened by Elizabeth II after 14 years of construction work. It's I a mean, lot of we're work. used to seeing that. That's the symbol of Australia almost. Mm. And yeah, that and the uh, the koala. You know. Well, and the kangaroo, you got to keep going. And yeah. Steve Irwin. I mean, and the wallabies. So many. Crikey. Come on. Danger, danger. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police ah. celebrate their 100th anniversary. And, okay, a little uh, general pop culture knowledge or uh, cultural information knowledge. What do the Mounties always do? The Royal Canadian Mounted Police always. Say A? I don't know. Oh, it's a very famous thing. Get their man. You know, oh, they always yeah, get no their idea. man. Uh, I, thought I, you, I, I thought missed that one. Even young Christina would know that one. I missed that one. But uh, we do know their golden boy, Dudley Do-Right. Yes, indeed we do. <laughs> Everybody knows Dudley. Every uh, morning before the bus. Representing the RCMP. Uh, they were immortalized in song by Blue Oyster Cult. Come uh, on, how cute is that, though? You're picturing me sitting there waiting for the bus, watching cartoons? Come watching on. Watching Dudley Do-Right. How adorable. Just just. Let me pet you on the head and, and think of that. Roger okay. Remchat. And Roger Remchat. I watched that. And then what was it? Was it I was Speed say, Racer? I was, Speed oh, of course. Racer? Speed Racer. The Mach 5, baby. Come on. What I'm year was saying. that? I'm saying it wasn't this then, was it? No, no it must well, have I'm been just later, saying yeah. those are some of the cute little... Reruns, babe. You know, I'm talking about the first one. Well, runs, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and here's a topical thing about that we actually um, <clears throat> talked about. And here's a topical thing we talked about on 1974. Remember Uh-oh. how that ended with uh, good old Skylab? I do. Well, this was the year that Skylab, the United States' first space station, is launched. Wow. Yep. Skylab is falling. Uh, Soviet Mars 5 space probe is also launched. There it is. See, space was a really big deal back then, yeah. It could still be a big deal, except anyone can go now if you have the right amount of money. Right. I was going to say we're kind of over it, but it's not true. They're going no. to do it even in a, in a governmental sense. Absolutely. Like, let, let the billionaires do that. <laughs> June and in June, the Greek military junta abolished the monarchy and proclaims a republic. See, I actually thought Greece was still a monarchy. Oh, that's how ignorant I am. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> it's shocking. You didn't. You knew that it wasn't. I knew that it wasn't. Well, no, school. I thought they had a king or a queen or something. No. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, appalling ignorance. Oh, take a kid. Uh, take a tip, kiddos. You see, you can do one of two things with ignorance. Stay you in can, school. You can deny and obfuscate, or you can parlay it into a show by putting it on a parade for all the world to see. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, Clearly, I've chosen the latter path, you know? <laughs> What's that? Someone is thinking, 
You could also learn stuff. <laughs> damn. Well, I just I did the stay in school pitch. Did you hear that? Yeah. Stay damn, in school kids. Damn good thing this isn't live and we're not taking callers. I'm telling you, I'd let you have it. You know? <laughs> all right. In uh, the battle of the sexes, I remember laughing my ass off about this, but I didn't know all the details like I do now. The battle of the sexes between Billie Jean King ah. and Bobby Riggs. Tennis match. Uh, in a televised tennis match. The attendance of 30,492 people. Wow. The largest live audience ever to see a tennis match in U.S. history. Still? Uh, yep. Or at the time? 90 million. Uh, still. Yeah. I was going to say. 90 million global viewers. Uh, oh, my God. This is like a kind of a bwahaha for the ages here. Seriously. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I laughed my ass off. He said women's tennis was so inferior <laughs> oh that he could God. beat any current player, and he challenged King. Now, he was 55 years old at this point. I'm 60, uh, 61 next month, so I kind of know that this is not a time I'd be playing tennis. But I haven't lived his life. Okay. At least you're not challenging Billie Jean King, one of the 20, best players ever. 29 oh. at absolute peak, you know. Now, she had been a tennis champ in the 30s, or he had been a tennis champ in the 30s and the 40s. So he's right, a, that was a while before. <laughs> we're talking the 30s, the 1930s and 40s. It was a so, long time ago. That's great, dude. But uh, About winning against the, uh, the, the ch- dinosaur, she remarked, to beat a 55-year-old guy was no thrill for me. No. The thrill. <laughs> I just had to shut him the fuck up, so yeah. I did it. The thrill, she <laughs> says, was exposing a lot of new people to tennis, and it certainly uh, did that. Yeah, you got to respect the way she handled that, because she could have just been like, you sad, pathetic piece of shit. Yeah. That was pretty fucking easy. You need to shut your yap. And, oh, God, if she had a bad day and he won, it would suck, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no. All right, King. Oh, here's a, what a personal, uh, personal favorite. Oh, and here's a... Near and dear to my heart, little bit of trivia here. King's friend Elton John, Elton mm. John, excuse me, wrote a song as a nod to her World Team Tennis, uh, released in nineteen World Team Tennis Team. Does that make sense? No, no, it doesn't. That's what it says here. It's, it's World the can Tennis Team, maybe World Tennis Team. Thank yeah. you. Released in nineteen seventy-five, and you know the one. Philadelphia Freedom. I don't love that song. Uh, I adore that song. I do song. not love That's that one of my song. favorites ever. It's cute, but it's not one of my favorites. It's way too cute. Yeah. Cute's okay. Released on New Year's Day, 75, became number one hit. Charles M. Schultz, creator of the Peanuts comic strip, oh. was an admirer and close friend. I love Peanuts. Me too. Schultz, so wholesome. It's, it's a beautiful show. So sweet. Schultz referred to King several times in Peanuts and used the comic strip to support the women's sports movement after becoming friends with King. I never saw that, mm-hmm. but I guess that was later on. I don't know. But, uh, you know what? Love Here, This Schultz. is very weird. What? So, Peanuts always reminds me of, I don't know why, Family Circle. Do you remember that comic? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. so wholesome, so yeah. sweet, but they had real family problems. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Family then, Circle is a, cute, is a cute strip. So cute. And then you'd say, oh, okay, well, let's take it to the next level and Brady Bunch. It's kind of like these, I feel like those are iterations of the same thing. Ah. No? You don't see that? Yeah, well, I mean, now I mean, that you mention it, yeah. yeah kind of cute, right? Loved them both in the same way. Yeah, right. Uh, the Sears Tower in Chicago is topped out, becoming the t- world's tallest building at the time. At the time. <laughs> 1,451 feet. That's adorable. Perhaps the one place, isn't that a cute little thing? It's so cute. Perhaps the one place in Chicago you might not get hit with a stray gunfire. Is that up there in the observation Maybe. deck? Maybe. You know? <laughs> uh, apparently. It's, uh, it's now known as the Willis Tower. Oh, wow. Uh, Who bought that? that? What you talking about, Willis? You know? I mean, like, I don't know if it's a different stroke Ain't situation. tower? But, you know, but somebody paid a lot of money for that. What you talking about? Oh, Actually, the, I think it was the, the construction company that built it, not the like the latest donor. donor you know, say, like, just one drop. What's that? Oh, the show. Right for you. 
may not be right for some. Oh my goodness, I don't even know the theme. Oh my, you don't know the theme I to swear, different strokes? Only, I only saw it once or twice. Is that shocking? strokes it takes. Oh my God, that's one of my favorite shows. to rule the world. Not to yes, rule the world. Yes, it does. Yes, it takes... I think it's to move the world or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's not rule. They wouldn't say that. <laughs> that seems really weird. Yeah, that would not be in there. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Drummond. I to mean, rule come on. The world. Uh, so, uh, what you talking about, Willis? Um, it is not the tallest building in the world anymore, of course. No. In fact, if Casey Kasem did top 20 tallest buildings instead of hit records, <laughs> it wouldn't even make the cut. It wouldn't. Now, number 23. I'd love to have heard <laughs> that one. Coming in at number one, Sears Tower in Chi-Town. It's like, yeah, yeah no more. adorable. Uh, you know, it is, but it's strange. Looking back at 1973, it's it's weird looking back at a time when I was a sentient being, but I didn't care much about anything but rock and roll. I mean, <laughs> kind of the same it's today. A, yeah, which is pretty much, it's sort come full circle. Yeah. It's come full circle now. <laughs> kind of the same. So I can so relate to this now. Uh, the coups and catastrophe were mostly, a, a, honestly, a hum in the background of weighty pursuits, like trying to figure out which was my favorite Bowie album at the time. I mean, you know? that's still a problem. I mean, it would, this, but really, this would be a great man in the street video segment. Uh, imagine going up to a high school today and asking the kids coming out to name some of their favorite oh bass players. <laughs> I would love to hear I the think responses. All you'd hear was Drake. Uh, Drake. Yeah, like what's the Little bass? John Drake. It what? Would be, it'd be great to hear the responses once. Of course, you told them what a bass player was. Actually, <laughs> what you meant in this context, it means a guy who plays instruments with strings on it. Mm. Now, I was twelve, and I would have waxed eloquent. As only a 12-year-old can, you know, it's like, oh, man, John Paul Jones is so badass, but, you know, <laughs> Chris Squire, you know, and, and, and Geezer is just like, and this would go on and on and on. Today, it would be like, what the hell's a bass player? It's just, they don't, there are, there's no such <laughs> thing anymore. They might know almost. what it is, but they may not equate it to any music they listen to. Who knows? Yeah. But there's some cool-ass kids out there. I don't want to lie to you. There are, oh, some cool oh, thank heavens kids. there are. Yeah, there yeah. are. I've seen them. I've seen ones wearing the shirt that I'm wearing tonight. Of course, who know nothing about the band, but uh, there are ones who really do, and it's such a such a delight. And they it's play, a kiss yeah, shirt. It is a kiss shirt. Yeah, kiss destroyer. Oh, uh, and uh, it's uh, a cheesy shirt, but it's fun. Isn't this the the album cover that you said you thought was kind of eh? Oh, it's terrible. I hate yeah. it. It's like so is Love Gun. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Their album covers. <laughs> those album covers suck. They've had good ones, but not. And I'm sorry, Love Gun. I just I'm out. I'm yeah, tapping I, out. I know. And I'm they, and they and persist in playing one. it. It's like yeah. God. Well, it beats Plaster Caster, which is on there. <laughs> Christine sixteen. It's just a cre- it's just a creepy album it's in general. So fucking creepy shit. <laughs> well, I saw you coming out of the school that day. <laughs> okay, creepy old man. I don't usually say things like this to girls your age. Yeah, you know? I think you need to register. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I don't think God. you're allowed to be within 100 feet of this place. You would think that would, would, would never be done in Plastercaster, but they continue doing them, which I kind of admire the, Do you? the conviction, even though I wouldn't never. you know, <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, and this was funny. Places we think of as vacation getaways or, beach, bo- or beach Boys lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had some unusual stuff happening. Aruba, the Bahamas. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, Come pretty on, mama, pretty because mama. the Bahamas gained full independence with the Commonwealth of Nations. It's just like, wow, really? Whoa. It's like, wasn't it wasn't an independent nation once? Or? I thought. Uh, Sir Richard Sharples, governor of Bermuda. Bermuda, yep. <laughs> Bahama. <laughs> That's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life, but I, it oh, names like... another one? Wow. It's the worst. That's oh, the that worst. What was the cute song a minute ago that was good? What was the one that you liked that I thought was stupid? Oh, it was, God. It was so cute. Oh, God. oh, Philadelphia Freedom. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia Freedom's awesome. I mean, awesome, it's man. all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> the governor of Bermuda was assassinated in Government House. Oh, god! And I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody assassinated the governor of... 
Bermuda? What the hell? What? Some, some angry dad tripping because his daughter got knocked up at spring break? Who assassinates oh, my the governor? fucking God, you Bermuda? did not just say that. I mean, no, I mean, politically, you don't oh, think my of... my God, you just did not <laughs> Why else would anybody? It seemed like, you know, politically, nope, it wouldn't be motivated. But I don't know anything about uh, that region, though. So. Again, ignorance. It's either a show or it's a liability, you know. Oh, man. Once again, demonstrating the usage of ignorance as a show. But um, as enduring proof of the genius of mankind, though the idea had been around for many years, Light beer was introduced to the masses by Miller Brewing Company. Mm. Now, I don't care for light piss any more than the original heavy piss. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure its reduced caloric content has been a health boon to millions. I mean, nothing to me. Pass on both. Hard pass. I remember last time we cut the show in half. We might do that now. Who knows? Depends on when the music comes. Well, we're not running long enough? No, we're good. I don't think we need to. Shit. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I like that shit. That's good. On the telly, uh, Betty White made her first appearance as Aww. Sue Ann Nivens in the Mary Tyler Moore Show's fourth season opener. Mm. Now, I grew up with that show, like, all the time. I watched it constantly. <clears throat> reruns. Uh, if you, the reruns are great. Love you know? it. If you're, if you're young and tender, you need reruns. If you're more used to her sweet, guileless, Golden Girls character, Rose... Well, this was like the polar opposite. If you missed the Mary Tyler Moore show, a scheming, manipulated, manipulating, and utterly hilarious she-devil. I mean, yep. she was incredible and so funny. Yeah. So funny. Uh, momentous event, musically speaking. Uh, Elvis Presley's Aloha from Hawaii via satellite mm. television special seen around the world by over a billion viewers, including me, uh, setting a record as the most watched broadcast by an individual entertainer in television history. Wow. A lot of the same stuff from 74. We just did 74 a few weeks back. Uh, Sonny and Cher, Cara Burnett, Soul Train, Partridge Family, Maud, MASH, Sanford and Son. Can we stop for a minute and just talk about Carol Burnett coming back to TV and Better Call Saul? Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No, it's no. It's incredible to see her oh, on the screen just, again. She's such a legend. Well, I mean, she did a, uh, she did a what, Law & Order, I think, SVU or something. Yeah, but that wasn't that recent. This yeah. is This is very recent. Well, yeah, Saul. Sitting there watching yeah. it, and I looked at him like, is that Carol fucking Burnett? I would have flipped. I had no idea. I lost of course my I do shit. now. Yeah, it, but I mean, I'm not telling you anything, yeah. that, but it's amazing. The only time I've ever had to wait to see a show was this damn show. You know? Oh, yeah. We, no, no, it's There's not only true. one more. It was one of them. It's only one more episode for us because we've oh, seen it Oh, I thought all. it was over for you already. No, one more yeah. oh, next wow. week is the last we one. We peasants have seen none, you know? Yeah, well, none? it's, wow, it's a lot. But anyway, she's in it. I'm just... Carol Burnett, please, Burnett, Carol Burnett, please continue to show up. I love it. I love seeing you. And she's not in a comedic role, but she's fantastic. Oh, no, she's a fantastic she's uh, dramatic actress, just just as Lucille Ball was. Absolutely. You know? So great. All right, on the silver screen, the motion pictures in the movie houses of 1973, what were people showing up in droves to see? The number one film, <clears throat> sorry to have to say this, Christina, The Exorcist. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. $88 million, uh, the, the dollar figures don't, number one, that's all that really counts. But mm. big, big picture, real shocking picture. Scariest movie to me, I hate it. That, uh, the sow is mine. You Can't, know, do I mean, Can't do it. Can't do it. It's a rough one. It really is. Number two, a lot easier going, The Sting. Mm. Mr. Newman, Mr. Yes. Redford. Uh, once again, Anything back together. With Redford yep. in it, I'm telling you, and I love Newman. Oh, brilliant. Number three, something uh, uh, legendary, iconic. And honestly, I haven't, still have not seen the movie in decades. 
but I had the soundtrack and that's all it real that's the best part of American graffiti even though oh, the I saw it not too long ago yeah oh did you yeah well because sometimes it, they just show it and it How? comes it's like two o'clock in the morning and it comes on one of my like what's it like st- seeing it after all these years you know? It it, if like, it has been, it's, it's been for, it's you, for been me. Years. It makes me way too happy. It makes me, I feel like all warm and happy. And, you know, they have the nod to the Wolfman. I mean, and then it takes me back to being a kid and hearing Wolfman on the radio. And, oh, I love it. I love it. And I, the, the colors and the themes and the everything, it's dead on. It's wonderful. Uh, I have not seen it and so on, but you I have the soundtrack, including The Wolfman. Oh, yeah. See, The Wolfman and me, growing up on television, watching um, The Wolfman on television on the Midnight Special. And uh, he was so good in that. Uh, he, he wasn't on the radio when I heard, but ah. uh, he was everywhere, like in this picture and uh, television. Absolutely. Um, Eating uh, popsicles. Eating popsicles. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Guess Who had a song about him. We talked about it on another show. Yep. Uh, Clap of the Wolfman. All right, American Graffiti. Great soundtrack. Great film with uh, amazing people. Harrison oh my Ford. God. Um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Um, uh, um, um, Cindy Williams. That's right. It was like Candy Cindy- Clark. Uh, oh, Charlie Martin Smith. Brilliant. I mean... Paul Lamatt, who later went on to do Aloha Bobby and Rose, which you probably don't know. No. But, uh, uh, it is an all star cast, and they are so good, and they're such babies. Dreyfus. Oh, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Oh, I love him in that role. I uh, really do. He, he he's great he's in that He's brilliant in that role, too. I mean, he's pretty young. Brilliant. Absolutely well done. He turned up to my absolute surprise. I had seen the film before, uh, years earlier. Uh, I just watched Red again. He's in it. Never I, it saw just that. Blew me away to think. I mean, he's there with Malkovich oh. and Bruce Willis in good and good company. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman, oh. Dame Helen Mirren. Come it's on. just unbelievable. Anything anyway. Malkovich is, and I will watch. So why are we talking about the films of now when we were supposed to be talking about 1973? <laughs> because it's all the same thing to us. You know? <laughs> Number four, Papillon, with oh, Steve wow. McQueen okay. and Dustin Hoffman, one of the greatest actors ever lived ever. You know? Uh, Papillon. I remember watching that one a bunch of times. Never saw it. Dreary picture, but I watched it a lot because I grew up in. A th- I'm a theater brat. I grew up mm-hmm. in a theater and watched it. Um, the way, <clears throat> sir, the way we were. Redford again. This time with Dame Streisand. Yes, not Dame literally, but um, Barbara Streisand and Redford in the way we were. Gosh, I mean the sappy love story of all time. I'm okay with that, but I mean it's a good picture. A personal. Favorite of mine because I mean this is the the caveman in me. I love this flick. I have it in my collection. Magnum Force, the second Dirty Harry movie with Clint Eastwood. Oh. Uh, with uh, the fantastic Hal Holbrook. I mean, it's just a uh, the metronome is not going to be in the recording. Shit! No, you just have to tell me to turn it. Off. It doesn't bother me. You know. <laughs> I just noticed it. Twenty it's, minutes in the show, I just noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> it just turns on because it's supposed to be for music. So it just turns on. You have to we're like I need 20 minutes imagine. in, and you're like, all well, of a sudden you look at me. The, the first time I stopped talking long, is it? First time I stopped talking long enough to hear the fucking thing. <laughs> it's gone now, right? I turned it off. I guess, yeah. You don't even know if it's there? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, and a little bit of piece of trivia. I took um, the phrase, man's got to know his limitations. Uh, which I used in Poe's Raven rap from this film. Uh, Clint Eastwood says this to Hal Holbrook. It's a great scene. Now, what, what was that line again you said? Uh, man's got to know his limitations. No, but you did it a certain way. Well, I did it like Eastwood oh, on, on the record. You know, it's just like, wait, no, I, I paraphrased it. It was like, um, 
You know me as a poet, but I'm quite the problem solver. In my you Hefner jacket here, I got a 38 revolver. <laughs> I know you're bright enough to assess the situation. Your beak, my gun. A raven's got to know his limitations. Nice. So. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Pose Raven rapper. Well played. Uh, look that up, please. Uh, probably got the only one out there. Yeah. Number seven is a picture I never saw, despite growing up in a theater, probably because I was too young and they weren't going to let me watch this controversial piece of filth, or at least the way it was seen by some, uh, Last Tango in Paris. Ah, okay. Never saw it. Never Marlon saw Brando, it. never saw it. Yeah. I've heard great things about it because Yeah, Brando. I have heard, yeah, yeah, but I just never saw it. Ah, Paper Moon, Paper Moon, mm. with uh, Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. Oh, my, the O'Neills. Tatum O'Neill became the youngest person ever to win an Oscar yes. for this picture. Ah. Also starring uh, Madeline Kahn, the brilliant Madeline Kahn, uh, who did so many wonderful things with Mel Brooks. Um, and somebody else, uh, Kenneth Mars, I want to <laughs> say. Else. Kenneth Mars, who also <laughs> did some great things with Mel Brooks. <laughs> I think it was Kenneth Mars. I could be wrong. If 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 we don't edit it out, that means it was right. <laughs> True. Another personal favorite in my collection, Live and Let Die. Oh, of course, yeah. the James Bond picture with the George Martin score. Mm. George Martin, the genius, uh, fifth Beatle, uh, did the score of Live and Let Die, except for the theme song, which was uh, Paul and Linda wrote for Wings, Live and Let Die. Mm. Greatest uh, theme song ever. And uh, you don't really expect to find a porno on this list. No, I don't. But The Devil in Miss Jones was number 10. Well, all so, right then. Yep. There yeah. you go. Porn went mainstream. There uh, you have it. The science fiction movie Westworld, mm. which uh, still around, still around, see? little slightly new iteration. You see how? Yeah, I know, but it's it's still based on the work of Michael Michael Crichton, who also it is absolutely a brilliant show. I mean, you know, that's what Bleed Like Us is about. Exactly, the Ascent song Bleed Like Us is about Westworld, the show, which I've never seen, oh. which no doubt is much more sophisticated. The the film is kind of you know. Uh, just typical seventies thriller, sure. You know, but it was uh, great with before uh, its time, though. Richard very, Benjamin very interesting. And uh, James Brolin, wonderful picture. Uh, the first film to use digital image processing. Wow, I would not have known. Oh, yeah, and Yul Brenner, of course. I was going to say, wait a minute. Yeah, Yul Brenner, Yul Brenner right? The I mean, come on, icon. Ugh. Five Fingers of Death is released in the United States, and it's is a surprise success, starting a kung fu film craze in North America. Oh, damn! So, if you're wondering when did everybody start kung fu fighting, now there you know. Was. <laughs> Speaking of kung fu fighting, other notables include Enter the Dragon. Bruce Lee was about to break wide open when his untimely demise occurred six days before the film's opening. Oh, I can't. Ugh. And now you've seen The Crow. Yeah, now I've seen The Crow with Brandon, yes. And Brandon awesome, also awesome died picture. on the set. I went my whole life without watching The Crow. I mean, And I'm just telling you, it's one of my favorite Angelo G- Angelo Unali was like, how could you miss that? Yeah. I think I said the same thing. Where like, Everybody said that, yeah. It was, it was, in fact, it was your recommendation that it's made me see it. the most amazing. Personal favorite, another one, starting watching in the drive-ins and shit. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I'm excited, like, what is it? This, uh, is, this is support. Oh, for my okay. partner, and this is exciting. I thought it was a scandal. Because I really yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, she doesn't know. Nobody knows about this show. I don't know what you're going to say. That's, uh, the canned narrative is only one way, just like winging it, which is yes. uh, the most foolproof show in the history of fools or shows. <laughs> uh, the Legend of Hell House, another film that has found its oh. way into my collection uh, with the legend of Roddy McDowell starring. And a remake as well, which I found absolutely incredible, right? Oh, um, no. Is it not Hell House? No, it's... Is it not called? Hill House, You're, no. Hill, never mind. No, not Hill, yeah. Scratch that shit, take it out. Based on the uh, the book of uh, Richard Matheson, who also wrote I Am a Legend. Uh, oh. Legend of Hell House. Uh, he wrote a shitload of Twilight Zones and thrillers also. Oh, that makes sense, yep. considering that genre. 
This one has not been remade that I know of, surprisingly enough. Uh, maybe some of your kids heard of it. But speaking of being remade, have you noticed how many things are still around? Westworld, Planet of the Apes, right? I mean. Battle for the Planet of the Apes was in the, film, in the theaters in 1973. That means it was at least the second. I think it was, the, no, the third, the third or fourth My Apes movie. My mom loved that series. I just don't get it. Charlton Heston in the first. Loved um, that series. Damn Dirty Apes. Uh, Roddy McDowell played a damn dirty ape numerous times. Same year. I loved it at the time, but really? uh, I saw the first of the new movies, and I, I just hated it. I just hated it. Uh, there's a Batman tie, though. Uh, Roddy McDowell mm. uh, played the bookworm on the 1960s series. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, the same legend who played in these two pictures. Charlotte's Web. The original Charlotte's Web. Again, another remake. Some pig. Well, full-on animation with the voices of Debbie Reynolds and, oh. Pet and Henry Gibson. Come on. From Laughing as Wilbur the Pig. Come uh, on. And Debbie Reynolds as Charlotte. Charlotte's Web, they did remake that as a live-action um, thing with uh, Dakota Fanning, mm. which I actually really enjoyed, surprisingly enough. I forget who played the spider, who played I, Charlotte. I don't know. I'm kind of out. But um, it, I actually, they, they made a believer out of me. The cartoon was really cute. The old oh, school cartoon yeah, is the yeah. most adorable. Paul Lind was in it. I mean, it was just, it was just So incredible. adorable. Who else? And a great musical I watched dozens of times. Now, you got to remember, I was a theater brat. Right. I made that up, but it sounds legit, like it army legit. brat. Totally. You know, there aren't enough children of cinema managers around to warrant a name of their own. <laughs> but if there were, Theater Brad is as good as any. Okay, the picture, Godspell. I just watched oh, it again a few weeks ago. I told you I've never seen the film. I've oh. only seen the production, the stage productions. Oh, brilliant. But uh, that wasn't the only Jesus musical that year, 1973. Hmm. No, no. The other one is one I never saw the film of. But I know Punkin here is a fan, Jesus Christ Superstar, with Ted Neely. You see? The f favorite of yours I, I never saw. The favorite of mine I never saw. Okay. That one, that movie, you must see with me. Okay. It's on. We also know the music anyway, but oh, uh, we're talking yes. about seeing the film soon. Did I tell you I saw Ted Neely to perform not only, I, you, I think you not did, only yes. Jesus Christ Superstar, but then we saw his band play. Amazing. In the, I mean, I can't. In addition to uh, Jesus musicals, Black Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What? No, this is, this is what they call it. In addition to Jesus musicals, black exploitation, so it was called, was all the rage, much to the delight of a young Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yes. With films like Hell Up in Harlem, starring Fred Williamson, <laughs> God. Cleopatra Jones, and of course, Coffee, starring the super hot goddess Pam Greer. I thought who, you were going to say something else. <laughs> I was like, got it. Would later end up playing the title role in Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Uh, Pam, Pam Greer, yeah. She's stunning. In it, Sam, yeah, exactly. In she it, is. Samuel L. Jackson would say to her, you a fine motherfucker. Because <laughs> Sam Jackson, that's why, you know. What <laughs> What would he say? You know? I can imagine on the set of Star Wars, you I know. I can't drink anything around you. <laughs> don't drink during the show, okay. I can only imagine on the set of Star Wars, uh, no, Sam, Jedis don't say motherfucker. <laughs> This motherfucker does. <laughs> Somehow, he had to be a Jedi without saying motherfucker. I don't know how. Many black exploitation stars, in fact, appeared in Live and Let Die, but the Afrocentric Afrocentric film, th but the Afrocentric film theme was in keeping with the novel, so the producers weren't bandwagon jumping, as they say, as they would later do during the Star Wars craze by sending 007 into space. <laughs> <laughs> this was much more organic, let's say.
And, of course, Pam Greer from my own personal collection, Screen Blackula Screen, Cy Swoon on Pam Greer. And also, there were at least a dozen Burt Reynolds movies. Oh, uh, yes. That was the... That was a time. The Burt Reynolds Film Factory was really running was. full tilt. Uh, High Plains Drifter, directed by and starring Clint Eastwood, also from my collection. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Soylent Green, which was what? Oh, you don't know this iconic phrase. Soylent Green is people. Sci-fi picture of sorts with a futuristic, wow. apocalyptic deal with Charlton Heston and Edward G. Robinson in, I believe, his last role. You may as well have just been speaking another language just now. All whatever Soylent Green. I don't know what the fuck that Soylent was. Green is people. Okay. And now, if it's time to cut to a second part, we will. Otherwise, we'll plow on through the music. How much, what are we at, Pumpkin? We're like 35 minutes. That's not bad. Mm, we could maybe sleaze it out to two. <laughs> I don't know. We'll spare the folks. Here. Since Christina and the professor have shirked the responsibility, I will formally announce the end of History Strikes Back, 1973, Part 1. Pop round for Part 2, and we shall see you again. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather, History Strikes Back, on What the Flock Radio. <laughs>